Hello, and welcome to another episode of All of Them Witches. I'm your host, Marcus, here to chat yet again about horror movies. So first off, January was an extremely interesting month, and I made an episode, lost it, and decided I don't know if I want to remake it or do something else. Either way, this is just a totally unrelated episode to what I had already done which was kind of like a, a best of or my favorite films list thing. So who knows if that'll ever be done again or what, or if I can do something. But here's another episode just for fun, uh, like my traditional types of episodes. So the movie I'm going to be talking about today is Village of the Damned in the 1960 version. But before I get into that, I'm just going to go over some stuff I watched, uh, I guess, in January, really. So let's see. First, I watched The Manchurian Candidate. It's quite a good film. Political thriller. Um, then I watched, I don't know how to say this movie from Claire Denise, uh, Beau Travail. I didn't really like it, and I might have just been in the wrong headspace for it, because it was, you know, beautiful in its cinematography, but in regards to the actual content, I just was not really feeling it uh, for the characters, so whatever. Then I watched Yentl, which was a great film, in my opinion, even though it seems that either it gets made fun of in the contemporary film world, or it is just totally unacknowledged. So there's probably reasons for all of that, but I, I quite liked it. You know, that's just me. And then I watched 76 Days, which is a recent documentary on sort of COVID in the first 76 days in China. Very harrowing documentary. Um, and of course I watched Village of the Damned. Uh, after that though, since I'm still here, uh, I watched Juggernaut, which is a sort of dramatic film about bombs being planted on a cruise ship. And I watched The China Syndrome, which was about sort of a nuclear facility in California and kind of stuff that's going on there uh, you know that's not safe and then most recently yesterday I watched Framing Britney Spears which is a doc about Britney Spears and kind of how um, a little bit about her life and growing up but it's mainly about how I don't know popular culture how society has harmed her how they sort of you know created a picture of her and what that means and how that could have potentially, you know, caused sort of the troubles that she had in the future. Um, it was interesting. I didn't know a lot about this stuff because I was young when Britney Spears was popular. So it's not like I knew all the details of things that were going on or anything like that. So that was interesting. And that's free on YouTube and also it's on Hulu. So if anyone's interested, they can watch that. I've also started watching The Boys uh, TV show, which I hate that name because I've been hearing people talk about it. I'm like, what is that even about? What is that show? That name tells me absolutely nothing. Um, but it's about like a world where superheroes are real and they've sort of been commodified into because it's sort of, it's a mix of not only are they real, but so is sort of the Marvel media landscape or whatever. 
where there's all kinds of merchandise and stuff. So it's a very cynical look at if superheroes were real type of thing. And, you know, the protagonists being not superheroes, people who are angry at the superheroes because the superheroes are killing people and doing bad things. Um, I like it so far, mainly because I probably probably because I'm not into the you know massive media footprint that is superhero stuff I don't really care for that so maybe that's why I like it I don't know but anyway it's been fun so far so yeah let's get into Village of the Damned from 1960 <laughs> Science fiction has never imagined so strange or terrifying a story as that of the village of Midwich, England, cut off from life as we know it by some mysterious force. And later, at one and the same time, a child was born to every woman in the village. Children that grew to look like this. Beautiful youngsters behind whose fiery, hypnotic eyes lurked the demon forces of another world. They're not human. They ought to be destroyed. Forces put to such sinister use that it became a national emergency. We are gathered here as advisors, as scientists, as government experts. Have we established anything about the origins of these children? There is the possibility of the transmission of energy. Let me get this straight. You imply that these children may be the result of impulses directed towards us from somewhere in the universe. What we need is time to investigate. Are you aware of life on another planet? Why are you so nervous when an aircraft flies above you? Until recently, we haven't been able to make our control reach as far as a high aircraft. Well, now you have, is that it? Today, their control reaches out into space. Tomorrow, will it girdle the globe? There's nothing you can do to stop us. Leave us alone. So this is a film that was directed by Rolf Rilla, and it is based on a book like so many films are. It was based on the 1957 novel The Midwich Cuckoos, and this is a film where it starts off super interesting right from like first scene. Very initially you see a guy who's like talking on the phone, and then suddenly it's like he, he falls down, like you know, like okay, did he like have a heart attack or something? But then you kind of see other scenes where other people are also like lying down on the ground you know unconscious not moving whatsoever and it's just like you keep seeing these different scenes of people who are like that and there's like one super eerie scene where there's like a house where everyone's like you know there's nothing happening and there's like a record uh, player that just keeps um, skipping on this this like part of this song and it's like slowing down and that was like so eerie. I was like, wow, okay, already I'm super like sucked into whatever's going on in this film. Like, that is a great start. So, and I was like, I thought everyone was dead. So it was super creepy as well. I'm like, oh man, what happened to all these people? But, you know, okay, you see that for the first couple of minutes. And then there's like um, people who are coming to the area. 
to investigate. And as part of their investigation, they see, yes, for some reason, as soon as you go in the town, like, you just pass out. Um, but after a while, everyone spontaneously in that town wakes up. So they're like, okay, they weren't dead after all. Okay, cool. You know, they're confused about what the heck happened, but they're like, okay, it's fine. It's, you know, it's okay. And then a few months after this very strange sort of mass pass out in this town, all of the women in the town find out they're pregnant. All of them. All of them who were like able to have uh, children anyway. And that's, well, you know, quite a strange phenomenon, especially because as you see the sort of different women figuring it out, it, it's like, okay, for one, it's like, okay, this girl, um, her husband had been gone for a while. So the husband, of course, thinks she's cheating on him. It's very, you know, dramatic. But and then it's like, okay, maybe that was real. Maybe she did cheat on him. But then it's like, okay, this girl, this young woman comes in and it's like, okay, she is basically saying she has never had sex is impossible. So she's a virgin. And you're like, okay, I think I see that whatever happened here is not normal. And clearly, especially because it's all of the women, you're like, yeah, something happened. Something must have happened during that period when everyone was like passed out for three hours because now all these women are pregnant and it's like creepy. It's like, what does that imply, you know? So all of the children are born and there's a couple of weird things going on. Like they seem to have, they're all blonde, which comes, you know, soon you'll see they're all blonde. They all have these strange eyes and they seem to develop faster than a, a child normally would. Even in the womb, they were like more developed than they should have been for like how long they were there. But either way, they all are born and all the kids seem to be, they gravitate toward each other, all these new children. And, but they're weird. Everyone thinks they're weird. The way they behave is too mature for their age. They're all like looking the same kind of, and they don't interact well with the regular children. And of course you find out very quickly that they have some sort of power to do things like they can mind control people and such. And also do more than that, it seems. People in the town, you know, invite some scientists or whoever, because it's like, it turns out this strange happening has occurred in other places in the world as well. Not in many places, but in a couple continents where there was a mass, like, falling asleep or whatever, unconscious moment. And then all these types of children were born suddenly. And that they all seem to sort of do the same behaviors. So, but a lot of these children in the other areas were killed or in other ways died. So kind of like this is one of the few tribes remaining basically here in this United States small town and they basically have this also this power with each other where they have what is called a mass mind you know you could call it a hive mind if you want now but it's like all of them share knowledge so one child can study and they all learn from that one child basically and they're not you know the village like I said really hates them is is concerned is scared of them so they all start to go living at this one school so that one man can teach them, who is also one of the parents of this child. But things get a little bit more off the rails when finally, um, while the children are just walking around outside, a car almost hits one of them. And normally, the guy comes out, and he's scared, he's sad, he's like, oh, are you okay? You know, he clearly regrets what he almost killed a child. But these children don't kind of really see things that way. They just see, okay, this person was dangerous. They almost killed one of us, so we have to kill him. And so they do. They control his mind and make him drive straight into a wall. And, you know, he's dead. And 
And of course the townsfolk are angry, are scared, because this is clearly these children are becoming more dangerous as time goes on with their powers. So the brother of these guys wants to kill them. They, I guess, sense his anger because they can also see into other people's minds. They can read them. So they, they know that he hates them, is dangerous to them. So they force him to cause suicide with his own gun that he was going to try to kill them with. Another dramatic scene. Of course, then we get to this sort of climax, in a sense, where the townsfolk get their pitchforks. You know, it's Frankenstein there, ready to go and attack these strange children. And, of course, they cannot burn it down because the children know, control minds, they can do everything. So why do they think they could get away with it? Who knows? But whatever. While this has been going on, sort of the main character, um, Gordon, who's also the teacher, who is also a parent of these children, of one of these children, is realizing, you know, I need to stop them. I don't want to stop them, but I have to. You know, even though they're this, like, great scientific treasure, they may be aliens. He's like, I don't know what they are, but I can't, I can't let them continue, basically, because they're a danger to society as a whole. And he knows that they can read minds. So he determines, okay, I'm going to, one, I'm going to build a bomb and bring it to school. But also, I'm going to control my mind. I'm going to think specifically of just a brick wall so that when they try to read my mind, they'll see what I'm thinking of in the front of my mind, which is a brick wall and not about a bomb that I'm going to, you know, blow them up with. So he sets the bomb's timer and he goes to school the kids come, they're like, you're nervous, what are you thinking about? And as they look into his brain, all they see is a big brick wall. They're like, what? What is that? You know, then they're, you know, working very hard to find out. What is he really thinking to break down that barrier? Because they know that must, something must be going on if that's what he's thinking about. So it's a very dramatic sequence where this, you see this big wall that's slowly crumbling and they don't, you know, and it's hard because he wants to keep, the, uh, Gordon wants to keep up his brick wall thoughts, but as time edges closer to when the bomb's going to go off, he can't help but think about the bomb, you know? So they're just in this will, this mental battle of wills, and the children are breaking down his brain, his you know, barrier, and they start to eventually see like a clock, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything, right? Um, but then they finally, finally, finally break it down and they see it's a bomb, but just at that second, the bomb finally goes off. You know, the timer has run down and blows up everyone. And the, his wife and someone else come had been coming because they knew he was planning to do this, but they come too late and they only get to see the explosion, basically. So it's a very simple film, really. The Village of the Damned is not that complex, but it's very effective. It's very simple and interesting the way that it goes from sort of this mystery to, okay, that's weird, and these children are weird, to, okay, these children are actually a danger, and we don't know how to stop them. We have no way to stop them, except for, you know, Gordon finally figures out a, a simple method to sort of stop them in their tracks. I thought it was quite a good film. You know, it, it went by really fast, and a fast pace. I don't feel like, I didn't feel like there was a lot of, like, slow moments even though sometimes you can get that with kind of a 60s era horror. There can sometimes be some downtime in between things, but I really liked it. Um, there is a sequel called Children of the Damned from 1964. However, I haven't seen that. 
There is also a remake of Village of the Damned, which came out in 1995, and that is intriguing to me, and I don't think I've seen it, but that's intriguing to me because it was directed by John Carpenter. Of course, Carpenter is famous in the horror world, and it had people like Christopher Reeve and Christy Alley, so I really want to see that too, um, but I haven't yet. I just, I just think that this film is good, and I think even a remake could be good. Obviously, there was like that whole string of horror classic remakes, like you know, Body Snatchers, The Blob, etc., 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 and some of those turn out quite well as you know. So, I think I definitely want to see this um, remake at some point. I don't know if I want to read the book necessarily, but it was a good movie. I quite liked it. I'd recommend it. Uh, I actually watched Village of the Damned on the Criterion channel because it was one of those films that was going to go away at the end of January. Um, Like most, you know, streaming services, there's like a rotation of films. Not like everything is available forever, but at least this uh, Criterion channel gives you like a month's notice when something's going to go away at the end of the month, it tells you like in this, you know, section. So that's why I watched it and I thought it was really good. And um, apparently now that it's off Criterion, it's available on TCM TV everywhere. I'm not sure what that is, but, you know, you could probably also grab it on, like, a really cheap DVD or something as well. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I would say definitely check it out if you're interested, because sometimes, you know, films like this, they don't feel, quote, old. It feels very much like, you know, you could watch this at any time and enjoy it, basically. So I had a good time with it, and I would recommend you check it out as well. So thank you for listening to this episode of All Them Witches. Like I said, I'm not sure what's going to happen with the next episode. If it's going to be, I can, you know, redo my previous episode or do something else. But thank you so much for listening in, and I'll be back soon.